Welcome to Soul on Purpose Podcast. This holistic podcast caters to Black girls who love to discuss natural healing, emotional wellness, and personal empowerment, as well as those who are looking for concrete ways to fulfill their purpose and be a soul on purpose. Today, we're going to be joined by Galanda B, a certified mindfulness meditation instructor, a yoga instructor, and an ICF-approved trained engagement coach. She's here today so that we can delve into all things mindfulness in a way that relates to Black women's emotional and mental wellness needs around this hot topic. Hi, Galanda. Thank you for joining us. Hi. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Definitely, definitely. I see you've been doing a lot of great work around mindfulness, and I really love your post that you've been putting on Instagram, and I'm just excited to have you here today. So from what I understand, mindfulness is a way of living and moving through the world that is in tune with how you're feeling internally, but on a conscious level. My mom used to always hit me with, always be mindful, especially when your mind is full. <laughs> I'm think, I think she got that quote from somewhere, but she tried to get, <laughs> to get us to apply it. You know, I don't know if she applied it too much, but I know that she, you know, said that to us frequently. And I say that she didn't apply it too much because she died of a, died of a preventable disease because she decided to ignore the signs of her illness because of fear, you know? Oh, so, yeah, I mean, so however... I took it to mean that when life gets hectic, it's extremely important to tune into yourself and be present. Can you tell us more and give us a more, I guess, expanded definition? What is mindfulness? So in simple terms, mindfulness is paying attention on purpose Mm -hmm. in the moment, but without judgment. The judgment piece. Okay. So I did, I didn't even think about that judgment piece in that whole thing. Okay. So it's mindfulness is paying attention on purpose in the moment, but without judgment. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So why is that so important? Why is mindfulness so important? And why is it getting such a big buzz now? Like, it's just like, I see it everywhere. It's like everywhere now. Yeah. Mindfulness is important because in our, at least in the Western world, we are always rushing around, going from place to place, thing to thing. We barely spend any time taking time to notice what's going on in our lives. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the struggles that we have, you know, emotionally and even sometimes mentally mm-hmm. is because we haven't taken the time to process what the moment or sometimes in the case what has happened in the past previously right yeah Mm -hmm. exactly but once you get into the habit of dealing with your emotions dealing with your you know the environment and the things that are going on within the moment not letting it linger and fester right festering is a big problem for sure exactly exactly then you are better able to make decisions as you go forward because a lot of times what happens is because you're rushing around you just do the next thing you just do the next thing you really don't have a clear picture and a clear understanding 
mindfulness helps you with clarity basically right okay so, so that you can just make better decisions right so you're saying like okay so if i'm rushed from rushing through my day and i don't take the time to pause after a decision is made or to see the consequences of a decision that i've already made then i'm making another decision and avoid kind of in a way exactly so let me give you a common example for mothers right mothers okay. with children yes so so, <laughs> so especially this kind of happens quite a bit with you know younger children toddlers and elementary and you have an appointment you have appointment it's at a certain time you need to get out of the door at a certain time in order to make that appointment right and the children just aren't cooperating they mm. can't find their shoe <laughs> They want to play with their Legos and you're <laughs> constantly looking at the clock. I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. Right. Jesus. You can feel that's the heat life. well up in your body. Right. That's You can feel the well up in your body. You start to get agitated. Mm-hmm. And some of the common responses are one, to yell at the children. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To you know, continue to rush around and just kind of grab things as you go to get yep. out the in a timely fashion. All of this still is lending to you being highly agitated, which means when you arrive at your appointment, you're not going to be your best self, right? That is, yeah, that's all true. That's all true. I mean, that has right. happened to me this week, actually. And I don't have an elementary school child. I have a middle school child and it still happens, but okay. Yeah. So with mindfulness, there's a couple of things that you can do to kind of, you know, slow it down. Because all of this is happening at hyper speed, at least in your mind. In, in your mind, it is. <laughs> but yeah. <Your> mind, <laughs> at hyper speed. So when you realize, okay, it's likely that you're going to be late, you can take a moment and say, okay, I'm going to. It, it, I'm at the point now where I am going to be late. This is this is unavoidable, right? Right. What benefit is there to yell at the children at this point? None. You might as well just call a doctor's office and let them know you're going to be late at that point. <laughs> exactly. Um, and there's no point for you to raise your voice. But a lot of times, parents don't even think, well, you could simply call your appointment and mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm going to be late. Or is it possible to reschedule something has come up? Because they're just in the motions of trying to get out of the door. Yep, Exactly. And then you've also avoided yelling at the children for being children. Right. right. Slow sometimes. <laughs> they get mm-hmm. distracted. You know, mm-hmm. they're still how to make good decisions as well. So you have avoided a micro, you know, what I call micro traumas. Because we, you know, we do this to children a lot. We respond to them in a way, expecting them to be adult-like in their behavior, and they have not had the time to develop the decision-making to be how we expect them to be. And, and so you know, kind of trauma that you know put on them. Yeah, you know what else I was thinking about as well is you know once you, I mean, we take children to appointments all the time. You know, so once you know how your child already is when it's time to go then you start the process being mindful to me also means like maybe starting the process 20 minutes earlier for the child because the child doesn't know what time the appointment is you know what I mean so you being mindful on the front end actually allows for that space for your child to be distracted tie their shoes get a snack run around the house and chase the cat whatever they do you know what I mean 
let them exactly. do that. And that's that clarity that mindfulness gives you that you know that you're mm-hmm. going to need an mm-hmm. extra 20 or 25 minutes in order to possibly even with the understanding that you still may not get on time but you increase your chances right exactly <laughs> yeah I mean I I, I definitely I'm, that's what I did earlier this week but you know still we still got there about 10 minutes late but mm-hmm. I called them you know and I said look we might be a little late and they were like okay you know but at the end of the day, we still made the appointment. I mean, it's so difficult. I mean, sometimes, well, I think it's not that difficult. It's really about practice and habit. I think that's really what it's about. And I wanted to ask you this question, um, thinking about practice and habit, do you have to practice yoga and or meditate or both in order to be mindful? I know that they lend themselves to people being more uh, aware of their internal, um, I guess processes, but do you have to practice yoga or meditate in order to be mindful? Not at all. Not one bit. Um, mindfulness is just the practice of paying attention. You don't have to be a yogi. You don't have to meditate. Um, mindfulness is in some circles and some uh, practices considered a type of meditation. Mm-hmm. But however, you don't have to be a regular, you know, close my eyes and quiet, I'm going to sit here for an hour type of situation or practice any um, yogi postures or anything like that to be mindful. It really has to do with your awareness and intention of being in the moment as opposed to thinking about the past or rushing through to the future. Okay, so it's really about being in the present moment, not about being a yogi or knowing any of those stances or poses because sometimes I look at the pictures of the yoga poses and I'm like man listen I'm I'm not standing on my head friend I just I don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> yes it's it's not about poses um <laughs> at all, at I, all. I, I do meditate regularly though and I I ask that question because I, I noticed that the more I meditate, the easier it is for me to be mindful and stay present in that moment. Although I know you're saying it's not necessary, but I do think that being uh, a little bit, not no hour, Lord have mercy, at least like I, I can't do it. I, I do I do 15 minutes in the morning um, mm-hmm. of of meditation. And I've noticed that just with that little 15 minutes that I give myself to be you know, in tune with myself, it actually allows me to make better decisions that day. I notice when I miss it, when I miss the meditation, I sometimes am a little off. Yeah, Yeah, these are complementary practices. One doesn't require the other, you know, but if you're doing one, it's going to help the other. Mm -hmm. Um, And in any case, you know, I, you know, I just kind of threw out an hour because sometimes people think that they have to meditate for a long time. If you <laughs> if you take a breath in and you take a breath out and you are paying attention to your breath the entire cycle, you just meditated. And that could have been five seconds. And you know, that so, is so real. I actually watched a yogi um, talk about the fact that he was meditating while he was on the train. <laughs> with a bunch of people around him and he didn't have his eyes closed he said it's just about going within and and people don't really notice or understand that the process is really not as as uh i guess consuming or as difficult as we tend to think it is it's really just not and i'm just so happy you just said that like it takes five seconds you can just sit and yeah when people take a nice cycle 
talk to me about meditation, you know, because it's a natural kind of progression when talking about mindfulness. I'm like, they're like, oh, I can't meditate. And I'm like, well, you can breathe in and out. Yes. Um, you can pay attention to your breath for 30 seconds, right? Yeah, I think I can. Then you can meditate. <laughs> yes. You know? And if you do that 30 seconds every day, you'll be like, oh, I think I might want to do a minute. Mm -hmm. And then after you do your minute, you might say, okay, I might want to do two minutes. It's really more about the consistency of your practice than the time of your practice. Mm -hmm, definitely. I know I saw, I saw a, um, a quote from Oprah that said, if you can't find the time to meditate for 15 minutes and you may need to do a half an hour or something like that, something crazy like that. And I was like, that's so funny because I think that that, you know, the, the more you do it, the more impactful it is but when you get started you know you have to start somewhere you know and and that's, and that's why I love mindfulness mm -hmm. because you don't have to stop your normal comings and goings in life to be mindful yeah and they will help you to be more um present in your meditations because i even say for example i'll give you an example um i teach at a community college and you know you have to park your car before you go into the building right and lots of times we park a car we get our stuff up out and you know we're thinking about okay what i got to do for class and what i'm gonna do when i get there but you can spend the time walking from your car to the building just paying attention to your environment. Is the wind blowing? Are there trees? Do you see birds? Mm. How do you feel? Does your body feel heavy? Does it feel light? That's paying attention to what's going on right then. And that's so important. People always miss that. Like, it's so important. Take in your surroundings. Nature is always there. You know, the, the birds chirping. Oh my gosh, the wind blowing, the sun shining. You know, even if it's raining, the raindrops hitting the car. Like, all of those different things help you to get centered. And I don't, I think that that's something that we really need to do. I had a question for you. What do you think yeah. the implications for Black women are, or why do you think it might be doubly important for Black women to be mindful? Keeping in mind our current state of health and mental and physical stress. I think it's most important for Black women because we need to slow down, just period. And a lot of our health issues, whether they be heart-related, um, are related to stress. And stress is related to future thinking, not in the moment thinking. Wow. Um, that is so, so that's one of, the, one of the reasons that's like really um, important. And, and in addition to that, I think it's really, really important for Black women health is that the stress that we feel oftentimes um, comes from not giving the time to the feelings that we already have. Mm. So we're we're hurt even even when we're happy about something, we really don't take the time to be in that moment of the happiness. So you think so you're saying that we don't we don't deal with the hurts and we don't celebrate either. So we're we're, we're like we're compounding things. Like we're not we're not dealing with the wounds, but we're also not celebrating our successes. So that exactly. Wow. Wow. Exactly. Because that's the, the the being in the moment of what you've accomplished helps to refortify you. Mm. But if you just poo-poo it away. On to the next thing. Given, you haven't fed yourself 
with what you rightfully earn. Right. I mean, we, I mean, that's so real. Like we're just so on to the next thing, that next mountain to climb, that next thing that's to accomplish. And we don't ever really stop and just be in the moment and say, wow, I just did this. You know, I did this. I'm, I really did it. I'm, I really am. I'm great. You know, we didn't go stuff out accolades either. I think either. And I think that's also a big part of it. And I like what you said about the heart issue. Cause that's what killed my mother. She had a heart attack and they didn't even know that she, well, they thought she just had a regular heart attack. Right. But when they went in, they found she, she needed to get a quadruple bypass. <laughs> it was that serious. Yeah, it's a it's a, a double issue. Um, it's it's an issue for women. It's an issue, especially for Black women's health, mm-hmm. as oftentimes um, the medical professionals don't take seriously when we do take the time to to go mm-hmm. and share what we observe about our body. Mm-hmm. But even when a lot of the times we don't even get to that point because we're like, we got to keep going. We got to do it. We'll well, we'll just do this. Right, instead of do that, and not really paying attention to what's going on in our body. Mm-hmm. That whole ba- that whole band aid, that band aid thing. Oh, we'll yeah, you were band aiding, you know. And if you're being mindful, that part of that mindfulness is knowing what is your normal state of your body. Mm, like, how does your body normally feel? Exactly. I think that's so real. Some of us don't even know what that looks like. Mm-mm, because not we've been, at all. We've been dealing with so many wounds and not recovering fully and never really attending to ourselves that we don't even know what it feels to be at peace and in a state of health. That's Just what is your normal? When you wake up in the morning, what does your body feel like? Mm. How does your arms feel? What does it feel like when you raise your legs up? Like these are normal everyday things that we don't pay attention to about ourselves. So mm-hmm. yeah, we might wake up and lift our legs. Oh, there was a little twinge there. Okay, well, there's probably been a twinge, but you've been ignoring it. <laughs> Exactly, and the twin just got a little extra hard just now. Because it's like, exactly. look here. It's like, look here, man. It looks like, man, man. You know, we man. tried to whisper to you, but now we're going to have to yell at you. Exactly. But if you've been paying attention to your body and you've been paying attention to say, wait a minute, you know, I, I've not felt that before. Let me pay attention to that mm-hmm. as I go throughout my day and the next day and see if it remains. Then we might find and be able to, you know, report the issues that we have earlier number mm-hmm. one yeah. and then two feel more confident when we advocate ourselves even when we aren't being heard and you know what's crazy and this is so crazy like I just had walking pneumonia uh, a <laughs> couple like two weeks ago a week and a half ago oh, two weeks ago and I was I noticed that I wasn't myself and I said to myself I said okay this feels like a cold but it feels like it might be more than a cold do you have a fever? And I didn't have a thermometer. So I said, okay, mm-hmm. I have to figure this out. So then I have a thermometer at the time. So I was like, I think I think I do have a fever. Um, I, I went through the day, all day on a Saturday. Met with one of my friends came in from out of town, got some crabs. I was coughing, but it wasn't like a lot of coughing, like not nonstop coughing. So, you know, I was like, okay, I'm coughing, but I'm not dying. I'm not like, oh, I'm gonna die. It's just like a little cough but I feel hot, but it was hot outside. So I was like, I don't know, like what's happening? So Saturday, I let it lay, came home, got into bed. Sunday, Saturday night, I was gonna go to, I was gonna actually go to the patient first on Saturday night, that's how bad I felt. But I didn't go, because I fell asleep. So 
I got up and went Sunday morning. Now, Sunday morning, of course, the doctor, you know, they had me waiting a little while, whatever. They took the x-ray and he was like, you know, I, I, I almost didn't see this. And he showed me on the x-ray where it was like a really light spot. He said, I don't, I don't want to let this go past and not, you know, treat it. Mm-hmm. So right. it aggressively with a really strong antibiotic that's going to help because, and I want to see you back here in three days and I want to see you back here again in three weeks for another x-ray. And I was thinking about the fact of how we don't get that kind of care very frequently. And it really made me think about the fact, you know, that black women are sometimes put into a position where we're not able to, we're not heard, you know, or our ailments are not taken seriously or they're not, how can I put it? It's more so like, I, they, I get they, the they feel like it's exaggerated. Like you're, no, you're not, not, not even really that. that much pain. No, no, not even that. I feel like they think, and this is just my take on it. But I feel like the, the providers may be in a space where they think that we're superhuman. Like we have, that we are, that we're stronger, bigger, faster, and that and that something that may, that they may feel like a, a white person or a person that's not of color um, would succumb to, we wouldn't succumb to. You know what I mean? I think yeah, that all those things are- biases that color, color yes. these, these perceptions of- Definitely. Um, we we can handle more, um, yes. and some of that is historical. Um, Definitely, because so I mean they they they, they did a whole lot. Of, they have those biases. They really don't, especially in, especially in the medical profession, because of all the, the testing that they've done on black women, especially with the hysterectomies without any freaking anesthesia. They did so like the the GYN OBGYN profession is built on the bodies of black women. You know, without without any kind of anesthesia, without any say in what happened to our bodies, you know. So I think that historically we have been put in a position to withstand pain and live through it. And because of that, they feel like we can do that even when we ought not, you know. Exactly. And it's just it's really, really sad to me. Um, I wanted to ask you this. Um, what do you think or what rituals do you think would be helpful Um for us, you know, and help us to get into that sweet spot where we're able to recognize our own voice, our own, our body, our spirit, and and better yet, like, be still enough to to hear that spirit within us, you know, because I think that's what mindfulness kind of lends itself to, you know, paying attention in a deep way. What's some rituals I, you could do that? I always like to tell people, don't, don't start nothing new that you don't normally do. Like that's a setup. So choose something that you do on an everyday basis or somewhere that you may go on an everyday basis. So one of the simplest, easiest that most people do every day is brush their teeth. Hmm. Everybody brushes their teeth. When you're brushing your teeth, you're generally thinking about something other than cleaning your teeth, right? Like most right. people just get it done to get it done and say, okay, for the next five days, I'm going to be mindful while brushing my teeth. That means mm. paying attention to only brushing your teeth. And nothing else. Nothing else. How you're brushing yeah. it. How, p- most people probably can't even tell you how much toothpaste they put on their toothbrush. 
because they do you know that's so crazy you know i was i was watching this video from mind valley i forget the guy's name i think he's a korean young man i'm not sure but he was talking about that he was saying brushing your teeth in the morning do it with your left hand or do it with your non-dominant hand because that will make you pay attention to what you're doing because you have to use that hand in a different way than you would your dominant hand. And I was like, what? And I, when I tried it, I was like, oh snap, he's right. Like now I'm actually taking my time and really brushing every tooth that I took. Like, and paying mind. attention to every single tooth and mm-hmm. having flaws. Perhaps oh, I should be a small thing. Perhaps Girl. I should be, you know, scraping my tongue or whatever comes to mind <laughs> for you, right? It's something that a person does every day you know most people go leave their homes for work um at least monday through friday and so they're going to park their car from where they have to park to go into their building so use that time to be mindful so from the time you get out of your vehicle to the time you go into the building use that time and if you notice both of these examples are not very long periods of time nope Two minutes. Right? Yeah. But if you're doing it every day, right, you're really paying attention in the moment, you know, without judgment. Even, here's an example too where, because people are like, well, what do you mean without judgment? So, let's take the walking into work, for example. You may be going into work and like, oh, I shouldn't have put on this outfit. You know, this doesn't make me look good or, um, you know, look at so-and-so's car. They got all that mess on it. Those are judgments, right? Mm-hmm. So on your walk, it could just simply be, hmm, this is the outfit I picked out today. Okay. Notice how you feel about the outfit. Not that you are criticizing yourself, but just notice how you feel. This outfit made me feel good. This outfit may not have made me feel that good. That's the yeah. non-judgment piece. And okay. I like to also give the example. It's like you kind of think of yourself as a, like a journalist, right? A journalist observes, they ask questions, but they're not a part of the story. Mm. Yeah, that, that's deep. looking at the story, right? They, they, so they, you they, sort they of observe, put yourself... Right? Exactly. So you're putting yourself in that role of observer and questioning and noticing but not necessarily reacting based on being a part of the story. Right. I think I love that because that's also key in, in in meditation as well. Because what you're doing is you're observing your thoughts when you're meditating, and it's kind of it's it's kind of uh, takes people a while to get to that point because they're still dealing with the monkey sometimes. But I think that <laughs> when you when you get to that point, you're observing the monkeys. You're not interacting with the monkeys. Exactly. So you know, it, it it gives you the opportunity to 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 get into contact or be in the space where you're actually able to be the spirit within and not the consciousness that is living with the spirit. That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, Mindfulness so. is sometimes you can characterize it as meditation in moment. Right? Yes. In, in the in, in the moment. Emotion, I mean. Emotion. Meditation, emotion. Yes, I love that. you're not stopping what you're doing on an everyday basis, but you're taking your awareness level to a different state 
you are taking your intention on how you plan to process this information to a different state. That's just like yoga is meditation and movement and um, in motion as well, yeah. but it's a different type, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, there's an intention you're paying attention how you're doing the poses. Right. But mindfulness is something that you can do without any props, mm-hmm. without any time limit or constraints, and you mm-hmm. don't need any special tools except for the desire to be more aware and pay attention to what's going on and not judging yourself. I love that so much. If there's one thing that you could distill this practice to for women, for black women, women of color to do it, what would it be? One thing that would help black women practice being mindful, what would it be? Hmm, one thing. One thing, give us one thing. Oh, so many things that are wonderful. I would say the one thing that I think is a good motivator for being mindful is living with ease. And so if you want to live your life with ease, then be mindful. Mm. Wow. That's, that's, that's good. That's good. So mindfulness lends itself to living a life of ease. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't mean that you don't have conflict in your life, but it means your ability to um, observe these things, have them, and respond to them is much clearer. And when things are much clearer, they're much easier to handle. Yep, I definitely agree with that. Clarity is queen, okay? So, Galanda, yes. thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there's so many tidbits so here. No, no doubt. Um, Galanda can be found at galandab.com and on IG at galandab and on anchor.fm at galandab as well. Do you have any other things you want to give us before we um, disconnect and talk to you another time? Sure. I just want to let everyone know um, that I also, you know, again, mindfulness is something that's something that you can do without having to have any special tools. And if you feel like, okay, I need a little bit more guidance on this and maybe some ideas of how to kind of be more mindful, I do have a free course that is available to you indefinitely called From Chaos to Calm. And each day you get a new tip on how to practice some mindfulness to help bring more ease into your life and just more joy to your daily living. So from chaos to calm, free seven day course, you can sign up for it from my website. Um, and it's available for as long as you want to have access to it. That's amazing. So go to galandab.com and that's G-A-L-A-N-D-A-B.com and get that course, seven day course from chaos to calm. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us, Galanda. And we'll talk to you again soon. Have a great evening. Thank you so much for having me. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. want to just thank Galanda B for joining us today. Oh my gosh, that was so chock full of so many different tidbits. So please make sure you listen and then go to galandab.com so that you can pick up that seven day free 
course, Calm to Chaos. Remember, Soul on Purpose can be found at soul underscore on underscore purpose on IG. And you can find me, Tanafe Wallace, at tanafewallace.com. This concludes another episode of Soul on Purpose podcast. Remember, I'll be holding this healing space for us until we meet again next Sunday. Until then, stay blessed and stay a soul on purpose.